following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. Welcome to the Faith Debate on News Radio 930 WFMD online at WFMD.com and on the FM at 99.9 HD2. I'm Troy Skinner. You can follow along with us on social media through householdoffaithinchrist.com. That's the easiest way to connect with all the various social media platforms I'm involved with and connect with the this radio show's page on the WFMD website through the Household of Faith in Christ website. So it's kind of a one-stop shop. If you ever want to shoot me a text, an email, something like that, you find all that information at that website as well, householdoffaithinchrist.com. We are uh, going to be talking about something that could end up end up getting us uh, in trouble with the uh, big tech overlords, but we'll see. We'll see if they censor this in any way, shape, or form after the fact. Uh, we'll see. So mind your P's and Q's, all right, uh, Raz? Imran Raz Razvi is uh, on the panel again this week. So is his son Daniel Razvi and David Forsey. All four of us are pastors of house churches, representing three churches, the Razvi's uh, I have a church called the the church that meets at Imran's house. Uh, David's the pastor of a church that has no name, and it's like uh, come, ride, come it's on like, down. It's like riding a horse with no name. <laughs> reference to an old '70s song by the band Air America. Uh, so I'm the only one who was silly enough to think about giving a house church a name. Apparently, so anyway. All right. So a name that has meant a lot to us these last couple of years mm. is well. The Wuhan flu, uh, red death. The the what's that? The red death, yes. the red death, uh, the dreaded Rona, uh, COVID nineteen, coronavirus, uh, Delta variant, uh, Omicron. I think the variant. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. They got all these different names they're throwing at us. At us, and we've learned all got sorts. Got them all out there. What's that? You got them all out there in it, one sentence. And see that. And uh, we've learned things that we didn't know a couple years ago, like mRNA technology, right? And uh, and viral shedding and spike proteins. And we've got like a whole new, we need a new section of the dictionary. There's a whole whole other set of things we learned over the last couple of years is, is um, how easy it is for governments to take control and, and, uh, and be totalitarian. Yeah, so we started off last week's show talking about death. Right, and we and we talked about you know e- uh, actual physical death and, and eternal life in Jesus Christ, and He's our only hope for eternal life, and and that sort of thing, which is of course the main thing we hear at the faith debate. The three churches that are represented in this room—that's what we mostly, ultimately care about—is people understanding their need for Jesus Christ. But we're not talking about that sort of death. There's, uh, we were talking about the death of icons and the uh, the death of uh, history, the death of learning. Well, this week we can kind of pick up on that theme because we've witnessed the last couple of years the death of science, right? The death of liberty. And I'm not even, I'm not even saying that for a fact. Like, that's not hyperbole. You know, I was talking uh, in between shows. Uh, I was once the host of the Fredericks Forum program here on WFMD, and I would purposely try to be provocative and throw a few, you know, rhetorical bombs out there to, to try to get effect and break through. And this isn't one of those times. We have watched in real time the death of science because 
science is about intellectual curiosity and, and inquiry and and testing and retesting and 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 having your 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 conclusions uh, challenged by other scientists who are going to do their tests and you have to have it vetted by people and before pi- people would finally say yeah you know what I think that that actually is what is true when when do you think science died Troy uh, I think it's been on its deathbed for a while but uh, I I think the I think the final death knell blow was probably, I forget the exact date, but mid-March 2020, March 16th-ish, somewhere <laughs> around there. When I, w- and, I would say that it probably had uh, accelerated when the Al Gore and his hockey stick. Absolutely. Because uh, we were supposed to all be dead by 2015. Yeah, that sort of stuff was the equivalent of, you know, uh, piping a bunch of remdesivir into the uh, into the community, <laughs> and and then. But, uh, but it goes back further than that. I mean, do we have the theory of evolution? Yeah. Oh yeah, is, which is just a theory, but it's settled fact, and the yeah. science is settled. And for a long time, it was oh, that's just one way, and the creationism is another way, and and then for the, over the last fifty or so years, it's been very hardcore. This is the fact. Evolution. Now we can argue about exactly how we evolved, but we did, and when that's completely contrary to scripture, and so that's and, and, that's the, the, idea. and the evidence and the evidence. <laughs> well, scripture. I mean, they we're talking about it well, on the faith debate, so I wanted to make sure the <laughs> listeners are understanding that evolution is not true. We were created in six days by God. Um, we did not evolve from monkeys, but yes, the science is very clear. There's mountains of evidence for a creator. But the scientific community doesn't want to see that. But even the evolutionists now say, well, maybe some aliens uh, kind of seeded uh, this place. Well, then he's looking for something. Yeah, well, this, this is, I mean, this, we're not, we can do the evolution, yeah. Uh, yeah, Darwinian uh, creation thing. But I, I will say this, uh, just to put a, a tie knot in that. If somebody wants to be intellectually honest and examine the question of evolution scientifically, it fails the test. Uh, if, yeah. if you're willing to take the time, not even argue for a creator, just as a theory on its own, does it stand up? It can't with it can't withstand its own weight. It's not there's not enough evidence. That, I mean, that's what I was saying. It's kind of started there. It's getting worse and worse. You know, we now we have man can be a woman, and you yeah, mentioned, mentioned COVID, exactly. That's COVID the death of science. Like you know, mm-hmm. DNA, like you know, a Y chromosome and uh, uh, and the X. Why it doesn't matter anymore. But I wasn't I wasn't joking. I I might have gotten the date. Pro- uh, the precise date wrong, but it was middle of March. Anthony Fauci's telling the world there's nothing to worry about. Don't wear a mask. Everything's fine. This isn't a big deal. And one week later, he's in front of Congress saying, oh, my gosh, we're all going to die. It's a pandemic. What changed in that week? They're making it up as they go. And he's supposedly the leading scientist of, on this issue of our day. Well, he's the spokesperson for science. Truly. Yeah, for the science. He is, he, right? He not, is science. Right? Because it's Fauci not, is science. Right, it's never, I represent science. It's never, that's what he said, right? I, I represent science. He, it, what? It, it, they have a marketing you spokesperson you attack me, now? you attack science. That's Unbelievable. Well, you had to wait to get masks until after Fauci bought stock in mass companies. Probably. There's probably some truth <laughs> to that. You know, it, it says a lot when the people that uh, you guys might have grown up watching, Bill Nye... Bill Nye, the science, the science guy. guy. He's not a scientist, but that might have been the death of science. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, you can't trust any of these hey, supposedly scientists. On, on Bill Nye's show, though, they had a they had an episode about a boy and a girl, and they talked about chromosomes, and there's a difference. 
Wow. Cancel it's Bill on, Nye. It's on Netflix, I think, or was, but they cut out that episode from... You got you to cancel oh, it. They, they didn't leave it up there with a warning yeah. label? Nope, they, they took it out. Okay. This was fake news. <laughs> they have the other episodes, but they cut that episode out completely. Oh, man. But the World Health Organization, you know, people used to be able to, or maybe we shouldn't have, but we used to feel like we could trust with the data that they would tell us. But now we come to find out they're controlled by the Chinese, and the Chinese Communist Party lies about everything all the time. So you can't trust the World Health Organization. you got the NIH, led by, uh, well, up until uh, just recently, Francis Collins. Francis Collins, supposedly a Christian, but... All the things he advocates for are not very Christian, so there's not any truth there. But the uh, the stuff the NIH and the CDC are telling us, I mean, listen about the game they played the last couple of years about people who died with COVID, died from COVID, and those being interchangeable, and they're not the same thing. Right. And that was the game they were playing, because I remember famously Deborah Burke, she was a scarf lady in the White House press briefings. She uh, was asked the question, and she said, no, the way we're doing this is anybody, when they die, we're testing to see if they had COVID. And if they did, they count as a COVID death because they died with COVID. But now you hear the news anchors, they'll say, 700,000 Americans have died from COVID. From COVID? Wait a minute. that You're playing a wordsmith game there because it was with COVID. COVID, not, it was never from, and I'm not even right. sure how many of them had it to begin well, with. Well, the, actually, the tests are so... Actually, George Floyd had COVID in his system, so I don't hear very many people arguing that he died of COVID. Yeah. Um, but that's a good example, right? So, uh, the science People say clearly dead. he died of other things, and there's many others. That's just a famous example everybody knows about, but there's many others, and, and all of us, I'm sure, have personal anecdotes of people they know of or know personally that had other conditions. But... Let's talk about how this applies in our lives now, because with the death of science, that has given the oligarchs, you know, I think last week we mentioned how we have an oligarchy now, the oligarchs, it has given them just a a wide path to walk through to impose on us things that are based on the science, which isn't science at all. And so everybody's told you have to wear a mask because the science says so. Well, if science were still alive and active, that would be debunked and we wouldn't have had to deal with these mask mandates uh, for all this time. The social distancing or what I like to call more better is uh, jokingly, I'll call it anti-social distancing. I prefer to call it personal distancing because there's nothing social about it. But you're trying to be distanced as persons. So personal distancing, I like that better. But anyway, that was a totally made up number. It was like some middle schoolers uh, science project or something, and they just made up a six-foot thing, and somebody said, yeah, that's, so there's no science inquiry behind that, and yet we all had to abide by that stand in line. In some cases, you're going to the store, and the line was so long because everybody had to be six feet apart, so you couldn't scrunch up in the line. And the line's outside, and it's raining, and people are getting rained on, all because the science says you got to keep six feet apart to stay healthy, but you're standing in the rain. How healthy is that going to keep you? <laughs> uh, it's actually pretty good for you. But, is it? Yeah. Is it uh-huh. good to stand in the rain? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was always told my mom, get out of the rain, you'll catch cold. You get the pneumonia. <laughs> my mom didn't know what she was talking about? No, uh, she was no. probably following the science. Uh, probably so. <laughs> that was her problem. And then these jab mandates, right? I mean, I'm not sure what they are. They're not vaccines, right? The, the CDC read. Well, Define what a vaccine is. So technically, by the C- by the CDC's current definition, taking an aspirin would be the equi- would, you could call that a vaccine because it would fit the definition. 
Well, it's it, it's not logical. The mandates just are not logical from a matter of science, right? So if if getting this shot protects you, then what do you care if I got it? Because you already have it. You've, you've already get, been immunized, so what do you care if I am? Because you're safe. If it does not, in fact, protect you, then why do you want me to get it? <laughs> because it doesn't, doesn't protect you. But So you can't have it both ways. You can't say this protects you, and therefore, once I've gotten it, I need to make sure everybody else gets it. But the problem is, thus science is telling everybody it protects them when actual science proves that it doesn't. Because all sorts of people who have gotten the variety of shots are still getting sick, still going to the hospital, still dying. Uh, so there's a difference between the science and science. Because the science is based upon political power. Uh, it's based upon, you know, these, I think, fraudulent uh, claims of consensus among scientists. It's, it's become a, a word to, uh, like, end, end the argument, right? Meaning like, all the scientists voted, basically. <clears throat> the majority says this. Uh, yeah, or, I mean, like any of the other... My side to this. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we've used, we've talked about the word justice, you know, how that's really just used to say, you know, like, I'm in the right, you know, whatever, you know, whatever I'm saying, as long as I say the word justice, well, then that means I'm on the right side and you have to be quiet. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, the science. science is just being used the same way. It's and, just a rhetorical device. And this ends up making life miserable because now you, you know, liberty is lost. We've got the vaccine, what are called the vaccine passports uh, and temperature checks and capacity limits. Like for a long time, uh, maybe in some cases, churches couldn't be full capacity. Mm. They'd be limited capacity. And they had to they either couldn't sing or if they sang, they'd have masks on their face. Or, you know, and then, and then you, people are asking, doesn't this violate HIPAA? Like to ask everybody their, their, their shot status, isn't that an invasion of my medical privacy? And so bad things happen. And it reminds me of something that happened, oh, 500 plus years ago when it wasn't the science. It was the church. The church says, yeah, but that didn't square with what Scripture actually taught. Right. And so there was a reformation where people said, no, 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 we're not going to go abide by what the church says anymore. We're going to go by what God actually says in his word. And I'm hopeful that we can get to that sort of a reformation, if you will, right. in this sphere. You guys are probably more pessimistic about that happening. No, um, no we're very optimistic that God's coming back. Okay, so, <laughs> so yeah. So, and, and you mentioned that last week, too, and I, I want to clarify it's not pessimistic to say that the world is crumbling to the ground and God is judging the world. That's an optimistic thing. Read in Revelation 18 where it says Babylon has fallen and all these terrible things are happening to Babylon and Babylon is destroyed. Who is mourning Babylon? It's all the evil people. Who is rejoicing? The people in heaven, the Christians, they're all saying, wow, wonderful, God, you destroyed Babylon. That's so great. Holy you know, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, you know, and, and uh, I guess um, uh, for the uh, Lord God omnipotent, omnipotent reigneth, all of that, they're saying that the destruction of Babylon. So that's, a, that's an optimistic thing. It's a time to rejoice when God's but, judgment is but, poured but out. But what, what I'm meaning, though, is I'm talking about in terms of uh, between now and Christ's return, uh, what's that going to look like? Because, again, using my, my comparison, my analogy almost, if you will, between what's happening now and what happened with religion uh, at the time of the Reformation, when, you know, because I think they, they go pretty hand together. It was the church, the tradition of the church. Uh, you can't challenge the experts and the, you know, within the church, you know, they're much smarter than you are. You know, they're the elites. It's very similar. It's just a different mm -hmm. sphere of our, of our lives. Um, but they thought that the Pope was the Antichrist.
So with that in view, they also would have been, th- oh, if Pope is Antichrist, well, then Christ's return is going to happen any moment. And yet... Who thought the Pope? Well, many of the reformers thought. You, if, you read their, if you read their writings, uh, in fact, if you read the Westminster Confession, <laughs> it, uh, it, it, which came, you know, like 100 years later. No, probably not quite 100 years Pretty close to 100 years later, I can't remember the date of the Westminster Confession. They still had language in there, like the 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 you know the Church is the whore of Babylon or something, and the Pope is the Antichrist or whatever. It, that's kind of was their view. But here we are, hundreds of years later, still trying to make a go of this crazy little thing we called life. So I don't disagree at all. Christ is returning, and I don't disagree that it's highly possible that he will return before my next breath is completed, as far as I'm concerned, but he could come at any moment, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, now, those who think that certain things have to play out, he maybe couldn't return for uh, another seven or so years or something like that, but a relatively short amount of time. But what if that's not accurate? What if we are here for another 50 years, 100 years, 300 years? Well, we won't be, but society will be. Um <laughs> Do we, do we think that there's any hope for having a reformation to get back to truth meaning something? And can the, can the church, can, can, can Christians do something? Yeah, I, th- to- I think there's always hope for revival and, you know, another great awakening um, or reform within the church. I'm not, I'm not real hopeful, although, I mean, we can certainly try, but I'm not real hopeful of Christians taking over the government and, and making it a Christian nation or Christian world. But... I think the church can certainly we can we can have more converse to Christianity, more people actually I think one of the things the pandemic has helped with is it's helped identify who really are believers, who is still attending church regularly or or now a year and a half or two years after the um the pandemic supposedly started, you know, who is still faithful in the group yeah, of believers it's when they were something didn't of have a persecution, to. yeah. Yeah. Uh something of persecution, but also if, oh, church is online now. Okay, I'll just sit at home. Oh, well, now church is back in person. Oh, well, I, I'm, I don't feel like it. You know, how many people are just not bothering anymore? And how many people just caved to all the demands and, and everything of the government? Um, so it's a trial by fire, and I think that's also going to encourage preaching of a, the actual gospel, and more people will be drawn to that instead of the seeker-friendly church that's in the past you know, a couple of decades has been really popular. You know, what's interesting is for years on this show, um, particularly in the early uh, period of the faith debate's existence, uh, we spent some time talking to people and, and, and it was like a recurring theme for a lot of shows for a number of years where we were talking about the grid through which you view reality. And so the Christian, I would argue, and I think everybody in this room would agree, we should view reality through the grid of the Bible, what, what God's Word reveals to us, mm-hmm. that informs us how to understand everything else. And then those who have a uh, what's called a liberal theology, they take the ways of the world and science and look at things, and so they look at the Bible through that grid. Yeah. So um, I think that if we have, if we have a revival— uh, to, to, to piggyback on what you were saying, Daniel, if we have a revival, then we're going to get back to looking at the world through a biblical grid. Right. But the problem is, right now, we're not even looking at the world through a scientific grid. We're using, we're looking at it through the science grid, which is a complete like fantasy land. It might as well be a metaverse. It's not real. Yeah, I would have to um, disagree with you a little bit on, on the note that you said that. Uh, they look at the world through their stuff and science, not through science, through their um, 
irrational decision of what science should be. They find people to promote their viewpoint. It's not science. The biblical viewpoint is science. Uh, over and over again throughout the centuries, the Bible's viewpoint, God's word, has proven to be true and, in fact, the actual science. And so when somebody says, no, we're using the, the uh, secular uh, view and science, no, they're using the secular view to taint science, to make it do what they think it's going to do. But that's not what science is. Yeah, not, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know that we're disagreeing exactly. Uh, but I'm saying in terms of, uh, like, there was a big debate, go back in our church history once more, you know, when, uh, uh, when Copernicus, um, you know, made waves. And up until a certain point in history, everybody thought that the Earth was the center of, of the universe, really, it at is. least the it solar is. system. Depending on your frame of reference, it is. Yeah, but, but the idea was that everything physically revolved around our planet, like the, like the sun was going around us as opposed to us going around the sun kind of thing. And so we had right. to understand, okay, maybe we misunderstood. So general revelation, which is what scientific inquiry should be about, understanding God's general revelation, uh, can help us to, to co correct assumptions, you know, unbiblical assumptions we might bring into Scripture, and that would be an example uh, but still, the whole aim there is to try to understand what is God's Word saying and how does that inform us about what is reality. And then science helps us to uh, move that along, helps us to fill in, flesh it out a little bit. Is that, is that helping? You're shaking your head, Daniel. No, I disagree with the history on that um, and also with Copernicus, too, um, <laughs> in some ways that I don't want to, you know— I don't want you to misunderstand. I, I, I don't disagree with um, so-called mainstream astronomy, that the idea that you know the, the Earth revolves around the sun. But it really does. I mean, according to rel relativity, um, it, it, it really depends on your frame of reference. So the sun revolving around the Earth, the Earth revolving around the sun, they're both objects in motion. It really depends on where you're standing, what, you're, what is true. So there's not, a, there's not an absolute way to define that. But I also don't think that the church has historically been anti-science as modern evolutionists like to Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't meaning to suggest yeah. that. But, uh, I mean, or that they were, you know, necessarily wrong on a lot of scientific issues in the past. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you did not bring up, you know, the flat earth idea because that's not something the church actually ever taught. That's more of a myth. Um, but I think much has been made of so-called inflexible theologians that that have no open mind to what science can offer and I, th I think that's that's more of a of a different view of history than what's what's actually true yeah I I, I mean I, we, we can get in the weeds uh, and we only have like a minute so we're gonna we're not gonna we're not we'll pick this up maybe we'll have to figure out maybe it would end up coming up naturally through a Darwinian science versus Bible kind of debate and we would end up having some tangents and offshoots there so we'll We'll save it for that. Does that sound good to you guys? Sure. Yeah. I still would, wouldn't say science versus uh, the Bible. I would say cultural, idealist, uh, humanistic views versus Bible and science. Yeah, humanistic materialism versus, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> well, we can all end in agreement then. Yeah. So we're, we're going to, uh, yeah, we got like a minute left. So I'll, I'll just uh, wrap up by, by plugging your uh, ministry that you have. You have a number of books I, I know that you've written over the years, or booklets maybe is the better way, the Conquered by 
Conquerbylove.org. What we do is we help, uh, especially children that have gone through trauma, um, any children that have had have those things. We have a bunch parents. of parents uh, parents that have those children that have, we have uh, about 45 different books that uh, address a small subject so parents don't have a lot of time to read, but they can do address one subject at a time. So instead of medicating your children, you're able to go and find out what the actual root cause is and hopefully heal children. Very good. So there you got your plug-in. That was Imran Razvi. Uh, Daniel Razvi is also here. I'm Troy Skinner. David Forsey is the other voice you heard today. You can find us online at WFMD.com, also HouseholdOfFaithInChrist.com. And I really would, would point you there because that's a one-stop shop for connecting to everything related to me, uh, the church I pastor, the show. Everything is, is kind of there. And if you want to connect with these guys, uh, you can do it through that as well. So uh, until next week, 167 and a half hours from, let me check my watch. Yep, just about right now. God bless. God bless.